is up, everybody? Welcome What's up, back everybody? to another episode of the Decode Podcast, episode 114. We've got a lot to talk about. A lot of games have dropped that we have all been playing. Uh, not too much happening over on the esports side of things. Uh, so today is going to be a more game-centric uh, episode. Uh, we have Wally back this time around. Uh, he's up, back from his little uh, vacation. Uh, Gino's here, and of course I'm here with uh, Vinnie Mac sitting in the truck watching over everything. So thanks for everyone popping on in uh, to listen to us ramble about the Vidya. Yeah, uh, we're actually going to be talking about video games today. We're not going to be talking about the news behind video games. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, we, we, we are, you know, just, just to, you know, we mentioned it last show, the whole... Uh, Epic Games and Apple and Google, Lollapalooza. Um, we're waiting for more information. Obviously, there has been some things going on since the last episode. Uh, but we're going to save uh, a more of a deep dive into uh, that kind of situation next week as, you know, litigation moves forward and some more info, obviously, will get revealed because, you know, I want to wait till I have more of the story before we decide to trash talk, you know, three major companies who are all just, like, waving their e-penises around at each other right now. Um, yeah, that's pretty that much what's going on right now. <laughs> that being said, you know, we, we want to have some uh, positive stuff, so we're going to talk about some of the games that have dropped uh, <laughs> over uh, this past week and even recently. I'm sure Wally, you know, this is just going to be a, what we, a giant episode of what we've been playing, basically. Uh, so... Uh, that being said, uh, Wally, I know you're excited to talk about uh, Am this I? game. Am I? <laughs> Am I excited to talk about it? Alright, so what have I, I, what have I been playing? Well, outside of Ghost of Tsushima. Um, today, because it dropped today, Battletoads came out today. And I pretty much beat it in one day. It's, it's, a, very, it's, a, it's a very quick game. I'm not going to lie to you. It is a very quick, it is very unpolished it is very simple, straightforward, but oh my gosh, this is probably the funnest I've ever had playing a side-scrolling beat-em-up in a very long time. And this is from me who, you know, was all about that Streets of Rage 4 stuff. Um, but I will say this is that it's this, it's this weird thing of uh, you can tell the difference between a game that, has, that was built up from crowdfunding and a game that was built by a studio. That's what I can definitely tell you right off the bat when it comes to Battletoads and Streets of Rage 4. But Battletoads is so much fun. It is 100% a rare game. It was, it's so much fun. It is probably, it's a game that takes place 26 years later after the, after the last Battletoads game, which was Battletoads Arcade. Not, you know, their last appearance in the video game, the last game, their last official game, which was Battletoads Arcade. Um, right. The, they even make reference to that, that, that was the last time we've seen you guys, it was 26 years ago. Um, the game is a lot of fun. I beat it in... A day, well, I beat it. I woke up at six a.m. and I beat it at ten p.m. and ten a.m. So there's that. It's a very quick game. Um, I don't see it being like a speed run game, but it's a very quick, straight to the point game. And I really hope that you know we do get more chapters added to this game because it really feels like this game could have DLC chapters added to it. Um, but I will definitely right off the bat tell you it is not a polished game at all whatsoever. Like, you can see it's rough around the edges. The animation is very rough around the edges, but the voice acting is so great. Um, it is just a straightforward beat-em-up game that is 
like a huge cry out to old school rare games. And I'm talking about games kind of like um like Conquer's Bad Fur Day and games like Banjo Kazooie, where it's like these games that have these tons of jokes that made them go like, we really want to make this Battletoad games an M-rated game, but they won't let us make this an M-rated game. And there's all of these really great moments in the game where it's a very traditional beat 'em up Battletoad style game, beat 'em up, you know, punch, 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 not guys on the screen. But then it switches over to random mini games that bring like the game up to another level. Like there's one stage where uh, there was this, there's this uh, cell phone game called Space Team, and it's basically what the mini game is. Like you have like certain amount of seconds to look around the board for this certain kind of mini game within a mini game that you have to beat. It's a lot of fun. I highly recommend picking up Battletoads if you just want a quick beat em up game just to play. Like I said, it's rough around the edges, but oh my gosh, it is so much fun. I loved it. It has a great, talented voice acting in it. It is just a really great game. And also, they added in sky dashing when it comes to the rocket bikes. So that makes the game like 10 times better than it should be. Yeah, Battletoads is just, you know, like it, it's obviously not like the most polished technical game out there. But what it is, is it's a video game that isn't afraid to admit that it's a video game. Yes. And, you know, it's always great to see when a game comes out and says, yeah, you know, just pick up, play. You know, we're not really trying to do much here, just tongue-in-cheek stuff. You know, it's like, you know, if, if you think back to games like Lollipop Chainsaw or... You know, you know, games of that ilk where, like, they obviously are not trying to take themselves so seriously. Um, it is, yeah. And, and, just, and, just, and just really just grind on the nostalgia. Uh, Battletoads is just super, super ripping on the nostalgia factor. Um, yeah. Right down to a lot of the Battletoads memes. Like, a lot of the in-jokes in there are just fantastic it's, yeah. it's a very hilarious there game. are there are so many in jokes in this game that it's just you kind of have to like sit back and like did they just say that and then and they they know they're self-aware that they are a video game that's what's so great about it which is also battletoads lore because that is what the battletoads are they are a game they are guys stuck in a video game so yeah i've been playing um, a completely different game um i've been playing microsoft flight simulator Oh, that's right. That did come out. Which I I have to rag on Activision, and I don't care about Cold War anymore because for one reason, you're gonna make me download 80 gigs for just a patch. Yet, how does Microsoft figure out how to put a one-to-one -one scale replica Earth in a game and not take up a huge amount of space? <laughs> Um, what I find extremely funny about the current uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator is the developers behind it are Asobo Studios, yep. who previously did A Plague Tale Innocence. Yeah. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Yeah. They know how to optimize. <laughs> like, think about it. A Plague's Tale is on everything. They know it how is, to optimize and install. They understand how to optimize an install package and optimize a game not to take up a huge amount of space. I kind of wish more devs would be like, hey, do that. Because I don't want a game. This is why I don't play Call of Duty. It's like, I think it's not like 110 gigabytes total. 
for for a game that that technically in terms of square mileage isn't that big. <laughs> it's just absurd in my opinion. But um it's a beautiful game. There are some performance issues, but it really depends on if you have the uh there's the um the Google the Google Earth map uh loading in so it loads in every single building that you want for a uh, thing. Um there's a weird trend now where people are now doing just flybys of people's houses. <laughs> and crashing into them. And crashing into them. <laughs> and then sending a photo and being like, that's how much I hate you. They're <laughs> just like, wow. Um, I've, I've seen that happening where like uh, a dude like crashed into his friend's house in yeah. the game and sent him a screenshot. It was like, yep. this is how much you pissed him off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. They're basically doing that. <laughs> um, it's just, yeah, it's just been rough in terms of, uh, in terms of just like what people are doing with the game. But um, they are trying to fix those performance issues at least. It's a fun game. It's a simulation game. Like, there's not much I can really tell you. You get what you put into it. If you want to go with the whole 747 cockpit, that that's a lot of money. Even for my standards, so <laughs> don't like. If you want to do that, go right ahead. Um, I'm fine with just like the uh, Hotas setup that I have for other flight games, but um, I'm impressed by its controller input uh, system. Actually, I believe this is the first game um, on PC that uses the Microsoft Adaptive Controller. Probably. <laughs> um, That's... which is interesting. So. Yeah, um, it, it and I hope that this standard comes back uh, because I would like to use almost anything for any game again. Um, there are people who are trying to speed run the game. I don't know how you speed run a simulation game, but they are. So, what is there to speed run? Like, how to get from one spot to another? I that, but I think it's more like there's um. You go through training, so it's like to unlock each and every single class of airplane. I think that's that's okay. what they're trying to speed run. So it's still pretty new. I don't know why they're trying to speed run this game. Probably because it also dropped during the week of uh, summer games done quick. Maybe that's why. I don't. That's know. probably the reason why too. <laughs> like that's why that's why I feel like that's why when I was playing Battletoads, I was like, this cannot be speed. This cannot be speed run. Oh no, they were talking about Battletoads uh, today actually on the stream. I, like, I'm no, starting to speed run it. I'm starting to can't like I'm certain because like it's possible to do it. It just won't have like those really awesome times. Oh, I. I... I don't know about that. You, you'd be surprised. There were games last night I was watching. I'm like, wait, you could speed run this game? Well, like they, that's they... the thing. You know, but thing is, it's it's also because of the mini games that are in that game. It okay. slows you down. That's the only thing. Like they might find there, ways to they, skip them and things like that. Like that's there. There is like all right. So certain mini games you can skip. There are ways to yeah. skip certain mini games, but there are other but other mini games you really can't. So that's what I'm saying. It's possible it could be done, but at the same time, it can't. Yeah. Speaking of speedruns, I've also been watching, like, did you guys catch before the podcast went live the, uh, what's it called, speedrun? Um, Yakuza, Kamuai 2? No. Yeah, they no, sped run that I... game in two hours. That's insane. <laughs> that's, 
Wow. I'm not sure how that would be. I got. I have to. I, I'd have go to, watch it because it's that. absolutely incredible. Because you're sitting there, it's like, wait, you could do that in this game? I mean, you can. It's easy. Just like, is you can skip dialogue and just struck struck. If you just like skip dialogue, and just focus on you know the main story, it's possible it could be done. And I'd like to see that myself. They also did the Majima uh, quest at that as the like incentive. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's it's not that it's hard. Like I said, it's it's not that it's hard. It's it's more so it's like if you just you know stick to the main storyline and you just skip any kind of like any kind of story sequence and just like rapid through like rapid like smash the button just see through dialogue. Yeah, it's possible. I'm not saying that it's not that. I just rather I'd like to definitely like to see it myself. Well, how he beat certain bosses was really interesting. So it. it, it... It has to do with how how to take advantage of the fighting mechanics in that game. Yeah, so it's it's know. really easy. Yeah, it is super easy to take advantage of the fighting mechanics uh, in that game. Like you game easily, like, easy, like, corner block someone and just do, a, like, an infinite loop combo. It's it's not hard, like, to like, speedrun a someone. boss. Yeah, and it's not hard to speedrun a boss in that game. He one-shotted, I think, like, two bosses, and I'm just like, how? How did you one-shot them? <laughs> But yeah, um, that that's all I really I've been just doing around. So how about you, Ken? What you been playing? I've been playing a lot uh, now that uh, I have a PS4 proper again. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, so obviously I've been diving into Fall Guys a lot, um, just like like everyone else on <laughs> the internet. Um, it's pretty interesting though, cause like. I never thought I would get into that type of game, um, but here I am, like just playing it, having fun, you know, trying to get a win. I I have consistently made it to the final round every time I play, uh, and I almost had a crown. I had there was one game where like it was, the final game was Fall Mountain, and like when you get to the top, the crown you have to jump and like grab the actual crown. Uh, and I jumped, and as as I was jumping, it shot back up, and I missed <laughs> it, and I was and I fell, and I and I cried. So um, it's funny that you mentioned this. You know why I now consider it the true battle royale game? Why? Because they have Takashi's castle in there. Oh yeah, I saw and that. And Takashi it's, is a character yeah. from the original battle royale book and movie. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> so the whole thing is that the guy who created. The, the the Takeshi's Castle. The yeah. actor who played the guy Takeshi's the guy Takeshi in Takeshi's Castle also played the villain in Battle Royale. Yep. So mm -hmm. and so basically that's and Fall Guys is based off of Takeshi's Castle. Yeah. So it's like this full circle they went into. We've it's pretty, got, it's a we've pretty come full thing, circle. So. It is the true Battle Royale game. It's a, it's yes. a it's a nifty little thing. I like. It's, it's a, <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but interesting enough, um, Fall Guys now has the new holder of a record previously held by League of Legends. Uh, Fall Guys now is the most watched game on Twitch uh, of all time now. <laughs> Which is you know why? I know. I mean, it's, it's incredible. And like, I know a lot of people I've been... Excuse me. I know a lot of people out there have been really uh, a lot of streamers. I know a lot of like streamers that I follow, a lot of guys that I talk to. They tell me like, "Oh yeah, we've been playing, we've been going hard on 
on Fall Guys, but also we go hard because Fall Guys is, are always looking for um, content creators and to take to take either their logos or their whatever their brand is for their content creation and use it as Fall Guys costumes. Like they're yeah. always doing that. The people at Fall Guys are like saying, send us your designs and we will put you put you in the game. Like they are not like, this is like one of those things that are just saying it was like, oh no, this is like Devolver being like, oh, we want to support this. We know where we're at now. So we definitely want to support you guys. Yeah. I, yeah. I think also part of what played into that also is the fact that Everyone was watching Tim play this game because he hit him win one until he finally won his first round after how many hours of playing the game. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, 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 what I find really hilarious is that there are people that are actually bad at this kind of game, and it's shocking to me. Like all the game is is running and jumping and timing. That's all it is. Yeah, <laughs> and well, there's. There's people who can't do it, and I'm just—I find it hilarious. In my, in my honest opinion, I have that same opinion watching Takashi's Castle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right. There are people who are just that just cool, uh, yeah, that like, uncoordinated yeah, in real life. It's true. Yeah, you, you watch it, and you're like, it's like How it's you that there, are, there are people in this world who are that uncoordinated. And that is hilarious. <laughs> and they just turned that into a game. And it's just like, they basically turned the, what's it called? The the game, that type of game show into into a game. That's when you all, sit yeah, there and you're just like. Game. It's legit the show Wipeout, but as a video game. Yes! Which is hilarious <laughs> because there was a video game of Wipeout that was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's like funny it's, part about it, it. it's like you look at you look at a game like Fall Guys and it's like how do you get good at that? It's like no 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 no. If you if you're bad at Fall Guys, you are bad at video games. Like yeah. I get it. You want to have fun, you know, and it's okay to have fun with the game because the game is a lot of fun and it's a lot of stupid laughs and it's just a grand old time with your friends and whatnot. Especially if you squad up and you try to. I've you know, seen team people robbed though. I've seen people robbed though. Like let's be honest. Sometimes I've seen people robbed, especially in Tail Grab. Oh no, they're like between no, like they're between Tail Grab and Hoarders. Like those two games have are pretty much the gulag of yes. Fall Guys. They are <laughs> because it's nah, and soccer. You have to play Rocket League to get good at soccer. As soon as Hoarders hit, it's like, yep, welcome to the gulag. Let's do this. Here seesaw, we go. Seesaw, seesaw is where the divide is. I'm sorry. Seesaw is the divide <laughs> between <laughs> good and bad oh, players. No. Wait, no. All right, no, here wait. we go. Hoarders, hoarders is where people become allies. Seesaw is where it's like, oh no, we are not friends anymore. What, what about yeah. soccer? What about soccer? So the, the soccer is very RNG dependent because, like, if you wind up, if if it's, it's an uneven number, and they split the teams unevenly, where it's like eight to five sometimes. Um, if you're on the team with the five people, you're just gonna lose. Like, just yeah. don't even bother. <laughs> it's very RNG based. Like, and oh, anytime man. that that's happened, I just leave. I'm like, I'm not even gonna bother. <laughs> then, like between like with seesaws, it's like, no, you are just at the you are just at the beck and call of physics. You just you're at the, you're at the mercy of physics and stupid people. Really, that's all it is. And then hoarders, it's the same exact thing. Because like, oh, I have these big balls. I got to make sure this can just get into my area. That's cool. That's fine. And you just look at your team. And they're all the way on like, focusing on one ball, and you're like, "I need help over here, guys." Okay, cool, 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 cool. All right. 
Well, like hoarders and seesaw are like the, are the two areas I feel are the biggest. Like just as a small tactic, and I've seen um, he was in the chat earlier. I don't know if he's still here, but Cinder Slash holding the egg and just not moving, holding a golden egg and not moving, and everyone ignores you because they think you're not. They think that you're AFK. <laughs> Cinder is just the biggest troll ever. He really is he, when he uh, plays that game. <laughs> like, I, I need to join him in Fall Guys and just we can just be like Team Troll. <laughs> but I'm on PS4 and he's probably... He's on PC, yeah. We'll he's probably play playing on PC. PC. Yeah. Okay. I, I think, I really do think that uh, like, this is, this is like the greatest game to come out at this time right now. It really is. It's, 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 it, it, it came out at a really good time. You know, we had did. people who are still under a pandemic, and it, it's it's people needed a reason to laugh, and, I, and you you have to give great credit to a game that just makes you laugh at general stupidity. And I, I uh, do hope that it does get at least one Twitch rivals because I do want to see if they go with the two host approach, so it's like Takashi's Castle. <laughs> I, hope, I, hope, I really hope that. I really hope that we do get some that Twitch does some huge partnership. Exactly, with like it. It, it has we to. get with the instant this replays, is, the sound like the whole nine yards. This is such a Twitch perfect game, and like it being that it is Devolver, I wouldn't will. be surprised if they lean hard, into hard that. into the whole Takeshi's Castle. Like stuff. the game definitely needs some type of uh private match setup for that to yeah. be pulled off though so i think they said that they were working uh, on that because i know that the developers were rapidly expanding their um oh they are they their... actually did not uh <laughs> they actually did not expect this game to do as good <laughs> yeah. as it is um and that that's just a testament to like i think we mentioned how mediatonic is just this really small mm -hmm. humble developer yeah and they're just like, oh, we just make the games, you know, they we make whatever comes to mind. <laughs> they mostly like, do yeah. ports. Like, like because between me, like, you have Mediatronic and Devolver, those are like those two companies, when they work together, you wouldn't, ex like, they just made gold. Because you have Mediatronic, like you said, is a company that makes these little, tiny, little baby, like, indie games that people overlook, but they're so great. But then you have Devolver, who are just so awesome at distributing games. They are amazing at it. So it's, it's, it, it's, it's like this perfect combination that rarely ever happens with a, a game like this. Yeah, and Fall Guys is just you know, it's just good. Like it I, is, I, yeah. I I can't get over like how popular it was. I remember when I first saw it, I was like, "This looks interesting. I'll try it out." And then you know, you try it out, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm uh, I'm hooked." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it's definitely one of those games that you thought you're gonna I'm gonna try out for a little bit, then you just like go. Pfft. Go hard into it. Yep, that's me. <laughs> I am going hard for Fall Guys. I mean, I wish I could go hard for Battletoads, but I beat it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, unfortunate, you know, especially when a game... I don't know how to go hard I mean, for, uh, for Flight it, It's a short game. So... But I was so sad when I beat it. I, after I beat it, I'm like... I, uh, I was like, oh... This is great, but oh! Then I got to play Ghost of Tsushima. Still, oh my gosh! No, yeah, I am definitely gonna go through it again and and play it on max difficulty and try to get all the collectibles. But man, it was it was very uh, deflating after I beat the game. 
<laughs> it was super deflating because it's like I, I, it's such a great game, but then it's like, oh, that's it. All right, cool, cool. So you just picked up Ghost of Tsushima recently, right? Yes, I have. I picked it up this week. Um, oh, nice. All I'm saying uh, is, so if you are playing Ghost of Tsushima and you finish one of the finish a mission and you don't hear the Samurai Jack end credits in your head, you are playing the game wrong. Because that's how that's not how I love the pacing, how they do like this the narrative of the game. It's like the, when you finish like a like a side story or a main mission, it does like this really it really feels like this whole episodic uh like feeling to it, you know? Like you just finish like a small story within the grand story that is like the story of the game. Mm-hmm. And that and I am I'm loving um Every time you do a stealth kill and you have those flashbacks to your dad going, dude, we fight people with honor face to face. What are you doing? Don't do this. And I'm in my like, but daddy, this is, this is, it works. <laughs> it works, daddy. Exactly. <laughs> but it's, it's your uncle, not your dad. Remember that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's your uncle. It's your uncle, dad. Oh, yeah, it's your uncle. Yeah. But it's such a great game, though. It is such it. I am really liking Ghost of Steam. I, I it's it's weird. I thought I wouldn't uh, like it as much as I would. Like I thought it was just gonna be like, oh, this is gonna be a cool sucker punch game. I love me some sucker punch games, but I didn't think I was gonna like it like as much as I did. Between the uh, just the storyline and the whole, there is no real like it's pure open world. Like there's no navigation line. You just follow the wind kind of thing. That whole follow the wind thing is yep. so great. And I feel mm-hmm. like the relationship between Jin and his horse is the greatest relationship I've ever seen in video games in a very long time. <laughs> that is honestly some of the most wholesome stuff I've ever seen in a video game. It is really well done, yes. Yes. Um, I, I think the other thing that's really exciting is that recent um, uh, trailer where they showed that they're adding that free co-op mode oh my gosh that's gonna be so great and if you guys haven't seen this trailer uh sucker punch is basically adding a four-player multiplayer mode uh that has like a, a horde mode style thing so it's like a survival horde mode where you're up against a bunch of enemies um and it's also gonna have a raid which is insane when you think about it like there's already so much content in this game if you're just playing it, like yeah. if you're trying to 100% it, all the side stories and things like that. And this update, you're just like, there's a raid, and in the raid, you get to pick like a particular class. Yeah, and I'm it's, just like, I am, it, I am it, all for this right now. It's like, amazing. Like, a game sh- like this shouldn't have such an in depth raid system, but then here you go. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's it's so great i'm I'm definitely looking forward to that update when it drops um we also had uh nintendo drop their nintendo indies uh thing earlier this week yep um with like a surprise announcement of a bunch of games that dropped like the day they did the thing (laughs) which was insane when you think about it uh, any of those indie games like stood out to you? Um, the oh, I just forgot the name of it. Uh, hold on, 
I had it written down because I have it on I mean, my For me, list. definitely Raji. Raji is 100% on my radar as a game. Uh, so Raji, I literally, when I saw the trailer and they were like, oh, this is out now. I'm like, I am downloading this as I speak. And I literally did. Like, I downloaded it and played it. And Raji right now to me is the Prince of Persia game we never got. That's the big vibe I got for when I first saw the trailer. And it is a fantastic title. So uh, it was shown off during the um, the Indie World presentation, which yeah. they showed a lot of games. I think it was like maybe like a good 15 to 20 games that they showed off. They did. There was a lot of them yeah. they showed. A few with uh, timed called... exclusives. Yes. So Raji, uh, an ancient epic, is definitely one that uh, if you guys are wondering, if you have a Nintendo Switch and you wanted to know, like, oh, I didn't really watch this thing, but what game should I be paying attention to? You should definitely be paying attention to Raji, an ancient epic. Uh, the game is fantastic. I, I, for I'm me, going to be Fair playing it more. Spirit, Spirit Fair looks cool, you know. Spirit Fair yeah, really stun, uh, stood out to me just because it's just, just a beautiful looking game. And it's already out on uh, Games oh, Pass sweet. PC. Oh, it's also on uh, Games Pass? Yep, it yep. is. Mm. Also, uh, actually, Games Pass uh, PC dropped, dropped out dropped a big chunk of games today. Um, one, of course, Battletoads. Uh, Flight Simulator also just recently came out. Crossing Souls uh, just dropped on, game on Games Pass, which is a really awesome top-down uh, RPG game that came out like a while, not too, I think it was like last year it came out in uh, development and it was on development hell for a bit for on Steam, but they just recently put this on Games Pass. And of course, the Wally and Ken show, aka Dark Side of Genesis, is now officially on Games Pass PC. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that game was really good. I like that Dark game, was really fun. That game was very uh, fun. In the vein of Dark Siders Genesis, uh, we saw that Hades uh, is coming to the Nintendo yes. Switch. Yeah. Oh my uh, god, I am so happy about which that. Which means like, that's the version I'll probably actually pick up. I mean, I bought uh, the original that was on PC when it was in development, but man, like, I'm probably going to get it onto the Switch also, because it is just a solid, fun game. Yeah. Yeah. So, Untitled Goose Game is getting a co-op update uh, you, on September the, uh, 23rd. Did you see the, the tweet for it? That no. they made? They said the originally we said that the goose is loose, but now the geese are uh lease. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awful. That is so <laughs> awful, but it's so that good. That is just bad. That's, that's, that's terrible. <laughs> but it's good. Uh, another game that uh kind of piqued my interest, and I want to check it out because uh, it's also uh, available on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, it's a game called Manifold Garden, uh, which looks like this really weird geometry-based puzzler kind of game. Like, I don't know what it oh, is. Oh, yeah. I, I just know I want to play it. <laughs> I know it's going to be on PS4 also, right? I think so. Uh, but I feel like it, something it like that. It is going to be on PS4. Be, I feel like Manifold Garden is something that probably lends itself better to, you know, something on, like, the Nintendo Switch itself. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Uh, the Switch is also getting uh, Subnautica this year, uh, which was one of our top ten games last year, I believe. I don't know how I feel uh, about this. Also... Um, 
Subnautica as a game is it's a good game. I don't know, but the devs aren't the best devs, honestly. Um, so the port, I'm kind of worried for, that's all. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think, like, what other title. They also announced the, was... um, the sequel would also be coming to Switch, which I have um, on PC right now, and it's it's an okay sequel. It doesn't for me, it doesn't capture the same magic as, as the um, original game. Yeah, I think the other game that uh, also caught my attention was Evergate, uh, which is like this uh, 2D puzzle platformer-looking game where you play as like this little spirit. And, uh... yeah. Oh yeah, that one looked fun. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. There's a lot of games in this indie uh, in this indies that were just trips to Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of like emotional games, which is great. I love that we're getting more emotional games. Of course, uh, also, a short them. hike stood out to me. A that short hike looked cool. Looked fun. It looked I don't fun. know if it's something I would, uh, you know, immediately rush out and get over some of the other ones we've mentioned. Um, but it does look cool. I yeah. think you would probably like short hiking because how much do you love Journey? I really feel like you would like it, Journey. Yeah, it has the same. I really vibe feel like Journey. It, it's. I feel like you'll get a big kick out of it. Not um, like in the same vein of Journey, like you. How much you love Journey, but I think it's a game. I think you could probably like just sit down and play. You probably be like okay, I enjoyed this kind of feeling. Uh, another two games that really stood out to me: um, Takashi and Hiroshi. That game. Oh man, yeah. Using stop motion animation. Uh, Hypnospace Outlaw, which I have played before, and for those of you who haven't played it, go play that game if you want to remember what the internet was like when AOL was a thing. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's literally that. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm back at AOL all these years ago. Um, one of the games, though, that I think was the biggest news for me, which means that it should be launching soon as a 1.0, is Torchlight 3. Yeah, being like because it was already on Steam and like, but the fact that it's being on system, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, they did the um, they did the beta on Steam, which is up to a certain point, and I think they just did the the server wipe, so everyone got reset. Um, which is it? it they were holding back, like there were a lot of spots that I realized you're holding back a lot here. You just want to make sure the main mechanics work and everything before you know going all out. Um, and then what was the other thing that I saw that dropped recently? Oh, Rogue Legacy 2 dropped on Steam. Did you see that, Wally? No, I didn't. What do you mean Rogue Legacy 2 dropped? Yeah, Rogue Legacy 2 just randomly dropped the other day. Like, it's just like, oh yeah, here's Rogue Legacy 2. I'm like, wait, you made it too? (laughs) What? (laughs) It's an early access game, but yeah, it's Rogue Legacy. Just more Rogue Legacy. Oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> shoot. I it, it's like it's no one asked for it to, for Rogue Legacy two. I don't think anyone <laughs> expected it to. I think like honestly, I thought the devs were like, "Oh, you guys are done now." Okay, Solidor Games. I that's it. Cool. That's, it's the last game I would have expected a sequel of. But okay, here we are. <laughs> like they did Full Metal Furies, and I'm like, okay, what are you gonna do after Full Metal Furies? Because Full Metal Furies was completely different than Rogue Legacy, and it's like. 
Here's Rogue Legacy 2. I'm like, what? I, what? I, <laughs> hey, do you, man. Okay, fine. Go for it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it's like, I'm shoot, I mean, confused. I, I was incredibly confused. But I, I'm incredibly confused by this because I, I honestly, I didn't think it did well enough to warrant a sequel. Like, I thought the game was great, but I didn't think it did well enough it, like to warrant anyone wanting a sequel. It was a, it felt like it was definitely a one and done game kind of thing. But hey, all right, cool. Yeah, um, it is still early access, about three hours in length, um, I, which makes me question about early access because this is now the second type of game that that uh, me and friends have played that have hit early access, oh. and we felt kind of like we need more. <laughs> How do I you mean, guys hey. feel? Like, yeah, I mean, feel really about early access. Like in this, in this, the way I mean, that they're doing it. Well, so here's my thing when it comes to early access. So I'm gonna you reference my uh, most recent like example with early access was the game Hades. Right. It felt really cool, um, going through playing this game, and like seeing and watching like more and more stuff get added onto it. Right. So I mean, if I think I feel like it depends on the style of game that early mm -hmm. access works. Rogue dungeon crawlers are perfect for early access because yeah. you can put out 10, you can put out like a good, like 200 randomly generated dungeons, right? And you can have a game out of that. But here's the thing is, you don't have anything outside of like bare bones game mechanics of like right. combat. So, and thing is, you can get away with it because it's a rogue dungeon crawler. All you're doing is going through a dungeon, hitting stuff, and going to the next room and collecting points. That's it. But then the developers can just sprinkle in little things like, oh, here's a new weapon. Oh, here's a new point. Here's a new barter system you get with the points you get in the dungeon. Hey, remember those points? They're now called this now. They're now the currency, and you can buy things when you leave the dungeon. They can just add those on and on and on. And you, you as the player wouldn't know what is happening you're just going i'm just playing this game i'm having a lot of fun kind of thing going on however on the other side where you have games that aren't rogue dungeon crawlers and they're early access and you're sitting here going like oh no this is early access and it shows why do they do this they show this obvious they did not finish this game i am frustrated with it and i don't know if i want to continue playing see see <laughs> i'm on the other spectrum of it um I think certain games, yes, certain games can do it if they're past a certain development point. Um, Torchlight 3, uh, Rogue Legacy 2 haven't passed that when they did early access, haven't passed that um, point. So it felt very shallow to me and everything. And I don't know, maybe for Torchlight 3 they were holding back a lot of the content and everything, but the second I unlocked my relic, the game, no matter the difficulty I was on, was just super easy for me. So, I, I don't know what they were doing in that sense. Um, the game that I think had the worst early access, I would say, is uh, Subnautica. Um, Deep Freeze, I think it's not. The sequel to it. Yeah, Deep, I think it's called Deep Freeze. Yeah. I think that's the name of it. Um, Subnautica Below Zero. Below Zero, thank you. I, I, I did the first Subnautica game because I was an original backer of it. It was... A, it was great as they added content and everything. 
and as they continue to work on the game. But this one, it could just be the fact that there's so much talking in the game that I just don't like it. <laughs> um, too it just much, felt that there was a lot of just missing. There was so much missing from the game. Um, it feels more scripted, I guess, in this sense. Um, okay. And that's, at least for me. Yeah, I feel like it all depends on the game at the end of the day, like, what works better as early access and what doesn't. I mean, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes even the case of the place it was not supposed to work, it works. Like, let's look take an example, Skullgirls. Right. Like... Do we even know if really that game is done? I don't know. <laughs> I have no but, idea uh, if Skullgirls is really done or not. But man, that game is great. <laughs> uh, technically, it's not because See, Skullgirls there it is. is... <laughs> technically, technically, Skullgirls is an unfinished game, um, which is hilarious. See, exactly. Because on PC, it's listed as an endless beta. Oh God. Oh, Which God. is why See, we're getting a new character next year in Second Encore. Oh gosh, that's it's it's that's the hilarious thing about it. like I that's another thing when it comes to some of these early access games they they stay so long in early access and it's been out well, for so long you don't even know Skullgirls isn't an early access game. Skullgirls oh, Skullgirls officially launched. Then had its uh, big DLC update, which added Squiggly, Big Band, and um, what's his name? Uh, Beowulf. Beowulf. And then um, something happened where the company got bought out, where Lab Zero got bought out by another company, or something happened with the um, with Skullgirls IP, and they relaunched a second encore, which also launched with the Endless Beta. And then all of a sudden this year, I guess because of the popularity from the canceled E3 event, uh, they're like, hey, we're going to be adding character to the game. I'm like, what? It's been 5,000 years. Like, wh what do you mean you're just adding a character to the game? I mean, they can do whatever they want, it feels like, at this point. <laughs> it's their game. It really, like, dang. <laughs> yeah, it was just really interesting to me that, like, out of nowhere, it's uh, they're adding Annie. Of the stars, the saltiest character in the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, so keeping on uh, the the indie game kick, uh, we're gonna take our attention to our main topic of the show, uh, which is uh, something we love talking about, and that's Souls-like games. Uh, we love talking about those. One. I do, because <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with these games. Um, and a lot of it is uh, with Mortal Shell, uh, which just dropped uh, this past Tuesday, uh, being one of the games that I feel is probably one of the best of the Souls-like games that have come out in a very long time. Uh, and the reason why I feel it's one of the best is it takes what makes the Souls-like games a Souls-like game, and it just does away with all the bullshit. And when I say bullshit, I'm talking about the 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 you're playing too good modes that tend to uh, falter a lot of these type of games where, you know, the enemy just does some really retarded stuff and you just 
look at your controller and go, yeah, that was just, that was bullshit. <laughs> uh, so this game circumvents a lot of that. And um, the reason why I want to call attention to it is because it's done by a very small studio. It's done by a new studio, Code Symmetry. Uh, it's just made up of, uh, you know, different industry veterans that have worked on a bunch of different games. Um, and then very much is an homage to uh, Hidetaka Miyazaki's work that he has put out there. Um, and I and I love these kind of games, uh, even if I don't like a lot of the games that have come out in the genre. You know, I appreciated Dark Souls, all three of them, but, you know, I definitely had things where I didn't like certain aspects of them. Uh, Demon Souls was the first one, Dark Souls was the one that got it right, so, like, those two I hold in high regard. Um, Dark Souls 2 and 3, I'm kind of, like, iffy on. Uh, it wasn't until, like, Bloodborne came out where I was like, yes, this is, this is what the genre needs, and then, you know, we got all, like, the, the imitators, like, um, Bound by Flame and Neo and uh, all the other copycats that have Neo come too, out over time. Is oh, this is the first one. Yeah, this is the <laughs> first one that has made me go, "Yes, this this is this is what we need. This is what the genre needs." And Mortal Shell uh, has dropped, um, and I debated whether or not I wanted to do a written review. And I still might, uh, but I just wanted to bring attention to this game. If you are a fan of like Dark Souls or, or Souls, like what what has become now the Soulsborne uh, fans, uh, you will immediately love this game because it's just that much more approachable, while still maintaining uh, the type of difficulty that these games have. Uh, so you play like this 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 husk of a being. Uh, you're like this wimpy thing, and you go around the world, and you can inhabit these four dead warriors. They're dead warriors that you can, like, possess, hence the name of the game, Mortal Shell. Uh, and each of them is, like, a different class of character that you can play as. Um, and so each one has, like, different abilities that you can level up. Uh, obviously, if you die, you get knocked out of your shell, so you have to run back to your shell before the, your enemies, like, obliterate it. So you have a little bit of a, a time to get back to those shells. Uh, you can switch shells when you get when you explore the, li the land. Uh, there's, like, three main areas in the game that you can go through. There's a lot of boss fights, though. So, like, if you go exploring, you might wind up <laughs> accidentally fighting a boss, and you're like, oops, I... <laughs> Oops, I'm gonna die. <laughs> um, but the main gimmick of the game is you have a mechanic where you can harden your shell uh, to block a hit once. Uh, and that leads to a lot of the strategy. So as something like, you know, if you play the Dark Souls, a lot of people are just dodge rolling out of everything. Uh, this is a game where, like, you know, you can go into an enemy, hit him, mid-swing, harden your character to avoid the crackback swing, and then continue your attack, you know, as the enemy bounces off of your hard shell because uh, they're stunned or whatever the case may be. Um, it has a typical thing, you know, you have instead of cells, instead of a soul's cells, I'm obviously thinking of dead cells right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that sounds souls, too, don't forget. Yeah, they did. Uh, instead of souls, there's tar, uh, 
which you can use to like upgrade different abilities and stuff like that. Um, and I don't know how much more I can really talk about the game. I would rather probably like save it for the written review, which will come soon. Uh, but Mortal Shell is basically thirty bucks. Uh, the game is not terribly long. You can probably finish it uh, in like a night. I'm talking like if you want to play through like straight eight to ten hours. Uh, my first playthrough took me about uh, two, four hours sitting. So maybe one was like a five hour. So maybe like nine, ten hours for me. Uh, the replayability is though, uh, once you beat the game, you can do a new game plus and continue where you left off. So you have a chance to like really max out all four of those different builds. Uh, my personal favorite, I don't know the exact name of it, but it's like this rogue, wraithy kind of thing where instead of a dodge roll, you have like this sort of pseudo-teleport. Uh, and I think it's really cool. Um, but definitely check this game out. Uh, it's called Mortal Shell. It has a very nice look to it. Um, I think once I get to do some more Ghost of Tsushima, I'll probably do a quick uh, showcase of Mortal Shell. Uh, maybe next week or something just to show this game off because it's really impressive what this team has done I love like the way the game looks uh, And that's one of the things that really gets me when it comes to these soul style games Like I really has to look a certain way for me to be really into it uh, And I'm talking about like that rich Castlevania Yeah Pablo aesthetic. I, I, like, it's like... I, I need that for this I think, kind of game. I think it's for me when it comes to like the soul games, um, is that I, I've never been a big fan of like the rich, deep, like high fantasy kind of settings of Dark Souls and everything. I like, guess that's the like, kind of what like turned me away from Dark Souls to begin with. Is this like I'm not a big fan of that setting, which is weird because I play Dungeons yeah. and Dragons, but I'm not a big fan of that setting for the Souls games. I think that's why I like Bloodborne and Sekiro more than dark souls because it was the setting that i liked especially yeah, with blood i love the setting yeah. of bloodborne um bloodborne like could have easily been a castlevania game like, yeah easily <laughs> easily but like um it's it's very it's it's very like a it's it's, it's for me it's really that's it's, i think that's for me like when it comes to gaming in general if the aesthetic of a game does not mesh well with me i will i will not play it like I will overlook it completely. Yeah. Like and like Ken knows me. If like Ken knows if and if I'm if I don't like something aesthetically, I will ignore it completely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and sometimes even that doesn't work to its favor because you know like I think you enjoyed Sekiro if I remember correctly. Yeah, I did. And I despise that game. Yeah, I, and and Sekiro has everything I love. <laughs> exactly that's what's so weird about not, it not, not the, the soulsborne thing aside like we have it's a samurai story it's got very japanese infused culture i'm just like oh man this is everything i would want in a game and i actually didn't like the game like i thought i thought sakura was terrible um but you know it's a game that you enjoyed so like it, it's different for everybody but that it's just one what i'm trying to highlight is that even though the aesthetic is there sometimes the game might not be oh yeah very true for you still very um, true very true so that was one thing like when i first saw mortal shell i was like oh this looks like everything i want and then i saw that it was like a souls like game and i'm like oh man please don't have bullshit. 
and uh, I'm grateful to say that the game is hard because it's actually hard and not because of cheap enemy BS, you know, like that's commonly found in the Dark Souls games where like a Dark Souls boss will be spinning around with its swords sticking out, spitting out fire everywhere. And you're just like, how do I fight you? Like, <laughs> I can't even get in there. Um, Mortal Shell like just does away with all that. Like you, you can hit the boss anytime. You got to be smart about it, but like it doesn't penalize you for like wanting to attack. You know, whereas the other Souls style games, and even Bloodborne had this a little bit, where like it was just it had the it had what I what I affectionately refer to as the you're playing too good mode, where it's like oh you you figured me out, so now I'm gonna do this thing that I never did before and just hit you and you're going to lose like 75% of your life bar because game. Yeah, because game, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the game said so. <laughs> uh, Mortal Shell doesn't have any of that. Um, obviously, you know, when you first start off in the game, you're very weak, so you have to treat every enemy at very seriously. But as you progress through the game and you get more tar and you figure out like which of the shells is more akin to your play style, uh, it just opens up so much, and I, I fell in love with this game. Like, I have not been able to say that about a Souls game in a very long time. Not since, like, Bloodborne. And even though I had issues with Bloodborne, um, you know, I still walked away liking Bloodborne. And this game, uh, I, I don't know if I would say it's better than Bloodborne for me, but it is up there. And I think the only thing that uh, may have turned me off on Mortal Show is it gets good right when it ends and then the final boss is kind of lackluster and then the game ends and you're like oh that kind of sucked <laughs> that's, that's... everything else about the game everything else about the game is really that was cool. pretty much me with Battletoads it's like I got to the end this is this is getting really good then I got to the end I'm like uh <laughs> yeah um Mortal Show is definitely a game that uh if you're into the soul style you should be playing this game uh, definitely check it out. Look it up. Uh, I'm gonna have a review on it just because I really need to talk more about this game and show it off, and you know, have you guys take a look at why this game is really, really good. Um, I think that's gonna do it uh, for today's show. Uh, do stick around because at 8 p.m. Eastern, we're gonna switch over to RJ, who will be continue continuing his playthrough of Nicole, the visual novel game that you know, murder mystery uh, thing he's been going through. So definitely stay tuned and join him uh, for that. Uh, as always, you can check out more of our content, uh, especially our sister podcast on anime. Uh, tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern, you can watch D-Kai. Um, I will be formally announcing that I will be continuing uh, Ghost of Tsushima Friday night as well, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so we'll be continuing with some more of these side stories before I decide to uh, cap off and end Act 2 uh, for uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Um, and that's going to be on Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, oh, that's right. We have uh, the Virtual Crunchyroll Expo. Uh, for those of you who are into conventions, Crunchyroll Expo is doing a digital-only event. Uh, that Dikai it will be uh, featured in, and our very own Mario Bueno is hosting the 
cosplay competition for. Uh, you can check that out uh, over at the Crunchyroll Expo website, which uh, hopefully we'll throw a link up uh, as I am saying this. Um, but we'll be there in some type of, of capacity, so we hope that uh, you join for the, for the festivities of Crunchyroll, uh, as well as uh, seeing uh, us as we continue to deliver more convention-based uh, uh, offerings. Uh, that we love to give you. You know, we did uh, Momocon, so now we're going to be part of the Crunchyroll Expo, and we have more exciting things uh, coming your way uh, that once we are able to uh, finalize and fine-tune and have it ready, uh, we'll be talking more about them uh, as they get closer. Uh, as you may have noticed, we have added uh, onto our Tuesday stream, we have Lorraine, uh, who pre who follows my game stream and she's doing her art streams and she's working with us on uh, an upcoming project she has worked with us on projects before um, so uh, that's going to be very nice to see her artwork uh, and you can check that out on Tuesday's streams as well but as always uh, you can always check us out on Instagram we're on Facebook we're on Twitter we have all the various links, but the most important thing is we love that you come on down and share with us, listen to our show, like, share, and subscribe, the whole nine, guys. Uh, we do this for you because we love you guys, and we thank you all for participating You know, in the ways that you do. Uh, this has been uh, Decode. We love talking about esports and gaming, and we will see you next time. So, as always, until then... You have been decoded.